Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska, which both of us were in this week for Thanksgiving and for the Nebraska game on Friday, uh, both fortunately and unfortunately, as it turned out. Uh, grandpa, how are, it's been a couple days. We were going to record after the game on Friday, but after everything that happened, uh, too, <laughs> a little too emotional, a little bit too raw, that I, I think it would have been a bad episode of us just yelling about how frustrated we were about this team. But uh, w- are the feelings still there with that, or what's the, what's it like? Oh, yeah, of course. It's, it's just terribly... And I was going to look up synonyms for disappointing and just read off the list because that's, I don't know if it's heartbreaking, probably not, but it's really, really disappointing. We had four chances to win just one game. All of them were losses, one possession losses, three of them by three points. That's the really aggravating, difficult part. And we'll talk about in a few minutes about the other teams, some of the other teams that are bowl eligible will make you, it'll just make you sick and make you cry. So maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should just delete that from our script. (laughs) It just, just not even record. I mean, I I don't even know what to say. Like it's, it's just sucks. And the, I I went through probably all seven stages of grief within about 10 minutes of that game finishing. And just the way that it ended of Chubba Purdy throwing like Nebraska, it was like, okay, you just got to stop Iowa. We can go to overtime. Okay. That's not great, but I'll take it. Uh, And then it's, Oh, maybe we have a chance to win. They throw a pick. Oh my gosh. We've waited for Iowa to make mistakes and we needed, we need to capitalize on mistakes. We have 40 seconds or whatever it was to, um, to go back down there and score a field goal and have Tristan Alvano be the hero in Memorial yeah. Stadium for the second straight year and walk it off again. And then it turns out that, and, and then Chubba Purdy throws a pick it when we, we've been complimenting him on his good play so far and not throwing interceptions really. Uh, and he hasn't, he threw one garbage time interception against Wisconsin. And then this one really, really hurt. And this is could basically, I mean, if he would have thrown four interceptions in this game, it would have probably felt the same way as this one. And I'm sure he feels the same way uh, about it, but luckily for him, he's a sophomore. He gets to come back next year and hopefully do it all again and, 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 and correct it. But this year is just uh really, really frustrating for everybody. I'm sure that all those seniors are, that just sucks for them to go out on that, that kind of game. And especially the seniors on defense, the defense played lights out uh, yeah. two blocked kicks. I uh, never would have thought that going into a game, Ty Robinson, oh. Nash, Hutmacher, or Hopmacher, uh, both just getting their big paws in the air, blocking two field goals and keeping Nebraska in the game and and the defenses as well, and and then uh, getting that pick. I, I forget I forget who got the pick. Was it uh, was it Tommy Hill or Tommy was it Hill, uh, Tommy Hill? Tommy, Tommy Hill. Hill got that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I Tommy Hill is really I mean on a positive note, Tommy Hill has really come around for a guy that transferred yeah. to Nebraska last year. He's going to play receiver, barely play, then switched to cornerback, barely played there. And now this year has become one of our best cover corners and has had a lot of great plays for the Nebraska defense this year that it's just uh, it's it sucks that he gets that moment of elation and then two plays later that happens and and then also the just the missed tackles like okay the interception wasn't that it was was bad but they were at the 40 their kickers already a little bit shaky we've blocked it too okay you still feel fine and then they break off about a 25 30 yard run uh yeah. to that was to the, the Nebraska to about the Nebraska 20. Yeah, that was a backbreaker. And and that really, I mean, the it, even when they brought on, Iowa brings on the new kicker. And I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe he'll maybe he'll miss because of the moment. But 
he barely squeaked that thing in there. So I if, know you, it. If, if Nebraska does not miss about five tackles on that run, uh, and maybe if it even if it's a ten yard run, that field goal is no good, and it goes to overtime. We have another shot yeah. to win, and we escape. Yeah. Uh, escape and, and the football gods are on our side with that. But man, you just got to make that play. And, and the defense that have played so well all day, it's just, it comes down to the little moments in games against Iowa and games that are big. And, uh, and it ended up doing that again this, this time, obviously. So it just, as you said, it's frustrating that Nebraska's had four straight games, one score games, basically they've had games handed to them, handed to them. Wisconsin last week, they had that game handed to them and then they go and lose it in overtime. Iowa, Iowa, all they had to do was drive. They had, they had like a minute 30 left or whatever. They drive down the field and kick a field goal. That is reasonable with how many timeouts they had. And, and, uh, all Nebraska and Nebraska get the break. And then they just give the ball right back to Iowa. It's the, that's what hurts the most is that it's the, the roller coaster of emotions that we had. Like I, I, I didn't necessarily lose my voice, but it was, uh, we were definitely doing some yelling at your house there, grandpa. So, um, Fun game to watch until the last about minute. I think I, I might have to go back and check this, but I think Iowa at the half had 200 yards total offense, and they finished the game with 264. That means the defense was playing lights out. Not that Iowa's a great offensive football team; they're not, but just the same. But the you know I don't know how many yards of that 40 some of that came on the on the last. Uh, last drive of the game and it led to the winning field goal that you got to take your hat off to Tony white and the defense. I mean, without them, um, this game should have been a, a, a walk away. I mean, not a walk away, but a, a, a substantial win by Iowa. I mean, blocking two field goals. Oh, what, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, but that defense is just, it's, that's been the highlight, I think, of this season is seeing the defense. I, I had no idea that that White and, and the rest of the defensive uh, staff would be able to create and improve a very weak uh, defense coming into this season. I, I thought they did a, an excellent job. Just great. I just hope we can hang on to, to Tony White. Yeah, I hope he can too. And I mean, I know Rule talked last week about, hey, if Tony White wants to leave, he should go leave. He's a great, he's going to be a great coach someday. And I, I think that's Tony White's vision. He, Tony White's been told he's been contacted by a bunch of schools. So we'll see after bowl season is when these coaching calls start coming around usually. And we've seen Tom Allen got fired today from Indiana. Um, I mean, Jimbo Fisher's already gone from Texas A&M. It looks like they have a replacement for him, the uh, the, the Kentucky coach. Uh, I forget if it's Mark's Mark Stoops or I forget. It's not a, it's not, he's not related to Bob, but I forget what his name is. Uh, anyway, the Kentucky coach is lined up there. It looks like um, Oregon state's coast just got hired by uh, Mississippi state, I believe. Um, so there's a lot of open high level coaching spots. And I'm sure that his experience has definitely put Tony white in the mix for some of those. We'll see if, uh, if he'll leave or if he'll stay, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he wants to stay just based off the, uh, the commitment that he's made to these guys in on the defense, but uh, I don't know. Um, one thing of note, I, I mean, as you were saying, Iowa had 200 yards of offense at halftime or 200 ish. I believe it might've been like 210 or something like that, but I think it was pretty close to 200 and we held them to 57 yards in the entirety of the second half. Uh, it, it turns out they only needed about 30 of those to win the game, but the, the, the drive chart for Iowa was just what you'd expect from Iowa. It, you have the second half, you have, 
uh, Iowa punt, 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 interception, yeah. and then field goal. Uh, so that's yeah. what you needed. You needed everything except the field goal from from Nebraska or from Nebraska's defense, I should say, uh, to win this game. And Nebraska was in a game again against an Iowa team, which this is even more rare. Nebraska lost a turnover battle by two, three to one, two yeah. lost fumbles, and of course the pick. Um, and man, like if you told, if you gave me these metrics that are the stats, uh, Nebraska did outgain Iowa by let's see seven yards here. So that's not, I mean, I could see that happening. Iowa's offense isn't that good. So that makes sense to me. Uh, at 264 to 257, uh, Nebraska over Iowa there. Uh, but if you just read the rest of these stats, Iowa 31 minutes with the ball, 14 first downs, uh, one turnover to Nebraska's three, Nebraska only 10 first downs. And 28 minutes with the ball, I would have said, I bet Iowa wins this by about seven or 10. But I mean, kudos to Nebraska's defense for blocking field goals and just making plays, uh, except with the exception of the last minute of the game, as we keep going back to. But I mean, what a game for, I feel this, this, even though we lost, I feel like this feels a little, it, it obviously it's very bittersweet and it's more on the bitter side, but this feels better than if we would have just the way we played in the, in the fight that the Nebraska had, it shows that rules making some progress. I, I yeah. don't know if he came into this year thinking that we're going to get a bowl game. I think a lot of Husker fans that I know both you and I did grandpa, we looked at the schedule and said, how can you not get six wins right. here? Turns right. out Nebraska figured out a way how to not get six wins. Of course we should have expected that. Uh, and that's what we were saying to each other that, Oh, it's Nebraska. We'll see if they can mess it up. And sure enough, they did, but, I mean, Nebraska almost 200 yards in the air as well, which yep. is something that I really like with this Chubba Purdy-led Nebraska offense is that we throw the ball pretty well, I think. 6.8 oh. yards per pass. Besides the interception, it's just, yeah. That 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 sweet little pass, that 66-yard pass to Westside uh, high uh, uh, Jalen Lloyd, that yeah. was, man, that was like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Trey Palmer, last year against Iowa yeah. uh thrown by Casey Thompson uh that that was if you look at what is and we'll we'll get into going through the what ifs of last year and then kind of look at the at the future but you got to you got to be excited if you're a Husker fan of looking at at Malachi Coleman they developed these kids came in from high school they were playing high school football a year ago and they're coming yeah. in playing and 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 performing at at a Maybe not. They're not. They're going to get a lot better. They're going to get better in blocking and and understanding routes and and everything that goes with the uh, with the nuances of of that position. But man, if I'm a quarterback sitting out there and I'm thinking about transferring, you know, people will say, "Well, why would you want to go to a team that you know hasn't or a program that hasn't been to a bowl game in seven years?" Well, there is that. But man, I think with the defense that's there. Um, players coming back. Uh, I, you know, I think I think it would be a a great thing. And I've said this before: Nebraska does not need a you know a a superstar at quarterback to to have a, a an excellent year next year. They just need no. to have somebody, you know, settle. Don't beat yourself. Don't beat the team. And you know, complete passes to uh, you know your own team, and. Uh, and you're you're there. You can look at we'll look at the schedule uh, coming up next year, and I see six or seven wins, not easily because we 
we've been, been snake bitten too often, but the schedule is going to be daunting to, to win out. <laughs> I mean, there's some serious competition there, but I think to become bowl eligible and maybe make seven wins, I think is a real, uh, real, uh, you know, goal, a realistic goal next year. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think that, I mean, as you said, return, like party will not make that mistake again for the interception. I don't think I, I just watched it back before we started recording. And uh, I mean, obviously I couldn't, I could barely watch, um, watch it back, but he just didn't see the linebacker sitting in the hole as a, just a spy basically from Iowa and in uh, Purdy's not the tallest guy in the world, so it's a little bit difficult to see over the offensive line. But uh, I can tell you after that game, like that is ingrained in his mind of, hey, like is there might be a spy right there. Like he will be checking for that and he will not make that mistake again. And he's learned so much and grown so much as a quarterback over the past uh, two games, really. It's just as like, wow, like this is the kid. That, this is why I told you, uh, Grandpa, I, I forget if it was last week on the podcast or in person uh, during during this Thanksgiving week. But um, this kid, this is the kid the, talking about Purdy. This is the kid that we thought we were getting from Florida State two years ago when he right. transferred in. Uh, right. And he's really proved that he can run. Of course, he's had some injury problems and then he's kind of at the bottom of the depth chart. But you take your chances when you can get them. And man, has Chubba Purdy done that? I'm excited to see him come back next year uh, and see. Do you think Nebraska is going to dip into the transfer portal? You were the more we've talked about this, the more that I'm convinced that you think that they're going to. Uh, for quarterback, I don't. Yeah, for a quarterback. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would bet on that. Now, okay. Is that an I mean, exact we'll see, science? But... It's not an exact science, as we find out with Jeff Sims. I mean, even the, the his injury notwithstanding, he still was a huge disappointment. I think he's a great athlete and he's probably a great kid. I've never met him, but uh, man, you, you can't win. And I think you and I have talked about this, that I think uh, Jeff Sims confidence is just shot. He just, he's, yeah. he thinks he's going to screw up. And if you think you are, then you're probably going to do that. And pretty to his credit, I, yeah, he threw that pick, but man, the last three games that he's played, he came in and mop up duty uh, three games ago and uh, and then uh, started the last two games. But he has performed, I just as you said, that's kind of the 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 Chubb uh, uh, Purdy we thought we were going to get from Florida State. And and he is uh, he's more than filled the bill. We just need to have depth there because I think you're going to lose Sims. I don't see unless something really changes with the tank commander, uh, Heinrich Harburg, I don't know if he's going to be a quarterback next year. I don't think you can rely on that. Now, does he have the possibility of the, the chance to improve? Heck yes. He's a great athlete, great kid. Um, but I don't know. what. I think they have to go to the transfer portal if they can find somebody who will help them. And if they can't, then, I mean, I, but I, I think that, that if there's a good quarterback out there, he's going to have a great opportunity to succeed next year yeah and i i think that that's going to be a main major thing we'll be tracking across the off season here for for nebraska obviously is just what the transfer portal strategy is going to be for matt rule obviously he's never coached a college football team with the transfer portal in effect right, right. Uh, and especially to the extent that it is now um so it'll be interesting to see i think you're right nebraska will definitely bring in someone i 
I would like to see him at least let Purdy compete for the starting job uh, because I think Purdy can definitely be that guy, as you were saying, Grandpa, earlier in, in the in the episode today, that we just need a solid quarterback that doesn't make a lot of mistakes and can make throws when we need him to. Uh, it, it, because this Nebraska offense, we don't need to score a lot of points with how good our defense is. We can, if you just take the Iowa model, basically, yeah, uh, but improve the offense slightly. I think Nebraska can play that same kind of way. And then, of course, it's going to be much more difficult in the Big Ten next year with USC and UCLA coming in and then Oregon and Washington as well. So it'll be and of course, no divisions. So you're going to end up playing a bunch of teams. It'll be harder to get to a Big Ten championship game and get national recognition. But I'm pretty sure right now most Custer fans would be okay with a seven win season. And that would be seen as a huge, huge improvement from this team. And of course you have to remember that Nebraska went four and eight last year. And really they tried to go three and nine. If we talk about that Iowa game last year, they tried to blow it, but yeah. um, four and eight to five and seven, it's an improvement. I feel like Nebraska's playing a lot better than they did last year. And just with more conviction, I think Matt rule has us on the right track. There are a lot of people or Husker fans from what I've heard, at least while I was in Nebraska of, Man, these like oh these guys suck. Like we should get rid of rule, get rid of Satterfield. The the play calling I've I've said this before. The, some of the play calling is very questionable, and I will say that. And I I don't know about that, and I don't know if that's just a new to the Big Ten thing for Satterfield or what's going on with that. But there were some questionable calls in this game, um, and it was just kind of conservative at times when I thought it wasn't going to be, but uh, still. This the, the play calling is not totally to blame on Satterfield. He doesn't have a lot to work with. He's had, th- what, three starting quarterbacks this year yeah. at, at times, yeah. and all of them have different skill sets. Sims is a yep. decent runner and a good thrower. He's a good combination. Heinrich's a way better runner than he is a passer. And then Purdy's a, kind of a, a better version of Sims, I want to say, except he's not uh, as, as quick on his legs. But uh, he's still pretty quick with his feet. So there's still that you can't blame that on Satterfield. He's had to deal with so much on the side, having like three different starting offensive lines. They kept showing a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, they kept showing the offensive starting lineup against Minnesota and then highlighting the players that were starting that game. I forget what game it was. It must've been the Wisconsin one or something like that. I forget, but um, highlighting the players that were starting in that game for Nebraska. And it was like two or three. And it's just on yeah, offense, and good. it's just crazy what Siderfield has to deal with. So you can't blame him for that. As much as it is easy to put the blame on someone else, it's just hey, it didn't it didn't work out for us as we thought. This Nebraska team crumbled when we really needed it to stay strong, and I, I, that's not Rule's fault. That's not the OC's fault. That's the the kids on the field control that. They control if they're bringing down someone or not, and if they can't, they can't. And and that's just how college football works. And unfortunately, it's not worked out in Nebraska's favor for the past seven years. And they have not gone to a bowl for seven years straight now, and that is the longest active streak in FBS. Every single other team in the FBS has gone to a bowl game in that span, other than Nebraska. Uh, I was 10 the last time Nebraska went to a bowl game. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Grandpa, you were just at the beginning of your 70s. That's pretty crazy, too, for <laughs> last time Nebraska went to a bowl game. Um, but uh, let's look at some of the other teams that went bowling. You said we were going to go through this, but some of the other teams that, starting off, Northwestern is 7-5 and five on the year and going to a bowl game. UTSA is going to a bowl game. That one's a little bit, I mean, you take into effect the conference 
that they play in as well. But still, Northwestern going to a bowl game, give me a break. No one would have thought that. UTSA, okay, maybe. Ohio, Rice uh, with Luke McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bowling Green, Toledo. Air Force, Eastern Michigan, Northern Illinois, who we beat yeah, uh, yeah. by by quite a bit. UNLV, Wyoming, Liberty. Uh, Liberty is 12-0, and 0, by the way. They've played like nobody teams, but they're 12-0, and 0, so uh, you give credit where credit's due. Uh, Western Kentucky, Jacksonville State with uh, Logan Smothers. His transfer yeah. worked out pretty well. Uh, James Madison, Troy, Texas State, Appalachian State, Arkansas State, South Alabama, Marshall, and Old Dominion. Like, come on, there's no way that these teams – are are better than Nebraska. I, I mean, going to a bowl game, of course, as I said, conference that you go to and all that matters, but geez, getting to six wins is still a decent, decently difficult, no matter who you're playing, because then your talent level reflects who you're playing. So it's like, okay, well, if these, if Nebraska played a lot of these teams head to head, I'm sure Nebraska wins, but I mean, I don't know. This is just, that's just depressing to read that. And two of those teams, Jacksonville State and James Madison, this is their first year in FBS. James Madison went 10 and one or 11 and one. Their only loss was to App State at home on a, in overtime for a, a, a game when college game, college game day went to James Madison University and, and Nebraska hasn't had college game day in like three years. And that was the only reason is because they played a good Ohio State team. And the game was close the year before, and then Iowa State blow them out that year. So, I mean, wow, that is that's what's most disheartening about it is that Nebraska. It's been so long, and and the pressure just keeps kind of building and building and building, and then there's nothing at the end. There's no payout, and it always ends up falling just short. Yeah, that's uh, that's the disappointing um, disappointing part of this whole thing. It's just, uh, uh, I. You know, I, I, I've seen these teams play, and uh, I guess, you know, if you don't beat yourself, that's the key. And Nebraska should – the point of this whole list, and this is just a partial list in our script, that's just – I just went through, you know, some of the, like, oh, my gosh, ones. Like, <laughs> you don't believe this. Um, but uh, Nebraska just has no one – if they look in the mirror, they'll know exactly – the reason why they didn't get to go bowling. They just, you, you got to take care of the football. Um, you know, playing hard is, but you got to play smart. And uh, we didn't, we did that in, in spurts. We did some really fine things, but geez, it's so crushing. Uh, disappointing is, is, I don't know if that's a, I think there's got to be a better word than that, but it, it is, there's just, it's crushing. And, the fans have, I mean, they show up uh, Friday. It's cold. The kickoff time is in the mid-20s. There's a strong north wind. I mean, it's cold. These people are just saying, we got we to gotta get it. We're going to get a win. We're going to be bowl eligible. I'm going to be there, and I can say I was there when Nebraska got its sixth win. And Nebraska was, I guess, a little puzzling, a three-point, two-and-a-half, three-point three favorite uh, going into that Iowa game, which, you know, you look at a nine and two team on the road being a dog to a five and and uh, six team. I mean, yeah. Think about that one. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and and, and then Williams, uh, their running back who ran, I don't know, it was 20 some yards uh, late in the game that put him in field goal uh, position. I, I had read that that is the only running back who has run for a, over a hundred yards on Nebraska this, this season. 
Yeah. That is that is something to say about the defense. I mean, it really yeah. is wow. Yeah, he had 16 carries for 111 yards, and that's the most yeah. Nebraska's given up all year to a single running back. Quorum didn't didn't get 100 yards. Uh, Moxley uh, didn't get 100 yards. Um, I mean, we faced some pretty darn good running backs this this year. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and it just speaks to the defense and how much some of these seniors are really going to be missed on the defense. But they still return a lot. Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmatcher are both coming back next year uh, to stop up the run. We'll do a we'll do kind of a post-mortem on Nebraska's entire season coming up here in a few weeks. Um, and, and then also another one probably looking ahead to next year and kind of looking at, okay, who's returning that we know – uh, what's Nebraska kind of going to look like and get a rough, rough idea of what this team's going to be like next year and kind of what pieces return and that kind of stuff. So we'll do that here in a couple of weeks, but that'll be probably a longer episode. We might get a guest on for that to break that down with us. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated with that. Grandpa, do you have any more comments on this Iowa game before we move on to some of these other big 10 games over the weekend? Uh, we could, well, we could talk about the matchup with Michigan and all and, uh, and Iowa coming up next Saturday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Did you see this? I guess guess how many points uh, of a underdog Iowa is heading into that game? No, no. 23. 23 point underdog to Michigan. Well, I think I would take that if I were betting. I, 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 and the, the over under is 35. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so wow. Michigan's going to be scoring like 30. It's going to be like 35 to nothing. It's going to be so boring. I, yeah. It just sucks. I'm glad that we're kind of moving away from these divisions, and I think the Big Ten commissioner um, has, has figured this out, but the Big Ten West, whoever comes out of the West, is just going to be awful, and it's going to be Iowa or Wisconsin, and they play basically the same kind of football where it's kind of tough defense. With Iowa, it's very good defense, uh, and then an offense that really can struggle but also sometimes scores a lot of points randomly unless you're Iowa. Uh, so, I mean, what what are your thoughts on this Big Ten championship game? I feel like everyone knows that it's going to be a blowout. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's Iowa's defense is really good, and their offense has sputtered, and and they were still, you know, held under way under three hundred yards total offense. Um, I think it'll be a, maybe a close closer game than people think. Uh, you know, Michigan is as that's the clearly. And I watched them Saturday against uh, against uh, Ohio State, and I mean, uh, and I, Ohio State is a darn good football team, but but Michigan just they kind of played with them for a while. They they were the quarterback. He threw a pass in that game yesterday. It was unbelievable. It was a touchdown pass. Yeah, it he was, had a Roman Wilson from from JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy is wow. I, would, I mean, he's in the Heisman race, and rightly so. Yes, yes. I, I, uh, Ohio. In fact, that was probably the difference in the game as the quarterback. Um, yeah. No. So yeah, I, especially with I, Kyle I, McCord I, throwing I, two interceptions. I want to watch that game, obviously, next Saturday night. So. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll see about that, but uh, that'll be on Fox, I believe. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. It could be kind of close for. I think Iowa could make it interesting for a little bit. Uh, enough to get the alerts going off on ESPN and everyone's phones of, oh, the Big Ten, is Michigan going to escape with a win? And then Michigan can come into this game easily thinking, well, it's just Iowa, and we destroyed Purdue last year, and 
they've played Iowa before and they know how they play and they've seen Iowa play and Michigan scores more, way more points than Iowa does. I think Blake Corum is just going to be, I mean, as you said, even, even this week, he had 88 yards, but he had two touchdowns on 22 carries. That's not great. Statistically, if you discount the two touchdowns, that's only four yards a carry. Uh, and that's not great, but, uh, he just, kept pounding away at the Ohio state defense and it finally relented at one point and he scored a 22 yard touchdown run. So, and and without that touchdown run, then Michigan loses this game. So that's when it comes down to games of inches, Blake Corm's there for, for Michigan and he just wears down defenses. So you can say, okay, Iowa's defense is going to be able to stop the Michigan run game. I don't know about that. Uh, but we'll see here coming up next week. Uh, let's run through some of these other Big Ten scores real quick before we uh, wrap it up. We can talk a little bit more about some of these since we have a little bit of extra time uh, as far as uh, no game coming up for Nebraska uh, as as their season is unfortunately over. Uh, also on Friday night, uh, after the Nebraska game, Penn State kicked the absolute crap out of Michigan State, 42 to nothing uh-huh. uh, at Ford Field. Cool venue to play at, but uh, man, that was a waste of time for anybody that watched that uh, besides Penn State fans. I'm sure they even turned it off but just kind of a boring game i'm not expecting anything from michigan state um they have to hire a new coach i forget if they have already but i i don't know uh what the uh what their coaching situation is there um so we'll see uh next we talked about the, the we talked about the game uh michigan 30 ohio state 24 Kyle mccord throws a pick with about a minute left to yeah. seal it it was kind of a stupid throw to begin with um, and it just was off his back foot and, and Michigan ends up picking that off. So the, kudos to their defense, Michigan, I thought played a very complete game. And of course that was the last game without Jim Harbaugh. Uh, it, oh, I was wrong. Jonathan Smith, the former coach of Oregon state is coach is coaching Michigan state, not Mississippi state. I said that wrong. Um, so their Michigan state's new coach is Jonathan Smith of Oregon state who Oregon state's actually finished the year I think at eight and four, I want to say, I forget if they, or, I mean, they lost Oregon, so I don't know what their final record was, but um, ranked in the top 25 probably this year. So that's pretty darn good. So we'll see what happens with Michigan state next year, but that's a topic for another time. Uh, Purdue gets the old Oaken bucket, which is kind of one of my favorite uh, trophy names uh, over Indiana's firing, effectively firing Tom Allen in this game, 35 to 31 Purdue scores 17 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh, I would fire Tom Allen too if it was me after Indiana goes three and nine in the season, one and eight in the Big Ten. And just, geez, that is. And it, I, who did they? They beat someone really random in the Big Ten. I forget who it was. Um, they be, oh, they beat, uh, they beat Wisconsin. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's just the, the Big Ten can be really weird sometimes. Uh, Northwestern shootout against Illinois. Who would have thought? 45 43 against Illinois uh, to win that rivalry game. I forget what their trophy or rivalry game is called, but they, they get to seven wins. Illinois not going bowling. Of course, they lose by less than Nebraska did in the rivalry game. What are they a chance to go to a bowl? So I guess that's fine. But those are two teams that Nebraska beat. Uh, and both of them basically, I mean, if Illinois was that game, both those teams go to a bowl game, which is pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Wisconsin wins Paul Bunyan's axe. Uh, take it back from Minnesota, 28 to 14. Minnesota not going to a bowl game. Uh, Wisconsin gets the seven wins on the year. And then finally, Maryland gets the seven wins on the year. Uh, and, and Rutgers drops to six and six. They're going bowling, of course. The final score of that one between Maryland and Rutgers, 42 to 24. Tulia Tugavailoa, 
361 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, man, I wish we had him because that would be insane. Oh, that was a, uh, that would be the difference. Yeah, yeah, it would be. So, uh, any any thoughts on any of those Big Ten games, Grandpa? Nope, just just the season's over, and we just have to wait for the Big Ten championship game and and go from there. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And I mean, man. It, we can touch on a couple other games, but yesterday was a really fun day of football. Uh, I'll just say the iron bowl, that fourth and 31, yeah. uh, Jalen Miller to Isaiah bond for a touchdown in uh, Jordan Hare stadium at Auburn to, to win that game. Keep uh, Alabama's title ho- or CFP hopes alive. And they play Georgia next week. That game will be interesting. Uh, Oregon versus Washington rematch in the pack to 12 title game. That's Friday night. That'll be something I'll definitely be watching. That game will be super fun to watch. I think, now, of course, Oregon has been playing really well as of late, and Washington had a, a needed a last-second field goal against Washington State to win the Apple Cup uh, on Saturday. So that game was wild. Uh, Oklahoma State went to two overtimes to get to the Big 12 championship game against Texas next week They against BYU of all teams. And BYU is fighting for their bowl eligibility, and they end up losing in overtime, or double overtime, I should say. Uh, and then Florida-Florida State got really chippy. Uh, so that was kind of fun to watch, and it, it just rivalry week is uh, always always a fun week, and stuff gets crazy. But uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for the craziness. Didn't work out in Nebraska's favor. Uh, did you did you front. did you see the Cal UCLA score? No, I didn't. What was the final score of that one? I I, I knew Cal it was it was on late. Thirty three to seven. Cal really? beat UCLA thirty three to seven. So wow. they were talking about uh, options for Tony White. You know, he played. He was a linebacker for UCLA. And so you wonder if if Chip Kelly is going to get uh, the axe there. So that might be another one that another possibility. Maybe we'll see. We'll uh, see. That would be crazy as well. Uh, Missouri keeps keeps going. Do they kill Arkansas? Yeah. Uh, they're ranked number nine. They won forty eight to fourteen. wasn't even close. Arkansas scored fourteen garbage time points. That wasn't wasn't close at all. I mean. It's just like, wow, the, some of these teams that are good now and Nebraska's not, it just makes it uh, – Georgia almost lost to Georgia Tech, too. That game was pretty – Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, Georgia was winning pretty comfortably 31-13 to 13 at one point, and then Georgia Tech scored 10 fourth-quarter points and almost took it back. But Georgia I, – I, that's got to be a look-ahead game for Georgia coming up with Alabama in the SEC championship game next week. Florida State-Louisville is the ACC championship game. Louisville lost to Kentucky out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, that was, that kind of sucks for Louisville as they ranked in the top 10 and had a, I mean, they weren't going to go to the playoff, but they had a slight shot with one loss. Uh, but, uh, they just lost when it counted the most. So, uh, Husker volleyball, they played, uh, Wisconsin at Wisconsin in the highly anticipated rematch. And man, did that disappoint Wisconsin snockered Nebraska three to nothing, uh, in sets and the seed NCA tournament selection for volleyballs today at 5 p.m. Central time and 6 p.m. Eastern time. Nebraska is probably going to be the number one overall seed. I don't think that there's another team that could really challenge that. Uh, it just sucks that they weren't able to finish the years undefeated 28 and one on the year. They also beat Minnesota three, one last night. Minnesota's not a bad team either. Uh, so what are your, what are your thoughts on that grandpa? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just really excited. John cook is, and you know, they're starting four freshmen, who does that in the number one team that's lost only one game all season, all, all regular season? That's that's insane. These these girls are great athletes, and they are highly competitive. Um, man, it's so good to see them play. It's fun fun to watch them play. I, I just I'm I'm excited for the tournament, and I don't know 
matches. I'll be have I'll have to watch that at five and and see what happens. And then Nebraska's uh, men's basketball team is off to a five and zero start. That's yeah. not too heavy either. They, yeah, you know, they, it could be said they haven't beat anybody. They beat Oregon State eighty four sixty three. And then this afternoon they play uh, Cal State Fullerton at one p.m. Central Time. And then the week from today is uh, uh, Creighton will travel to uh, to Lincoln, Nebraska, and and play them. If if you recall, uh, uh, Nebraska beat Creighton uh, final well uh, an elite eight team last year. They beat them in Omaha, which was I was yeah. stunned by that. So uh, going to be uh, you know we'll be able to talk about women's basketball and Husker basketball and that's that and obviously the the volleyball team so we got a lot to do yeah we still got a lot to talk about i should say i'll give you an update on that right now nebraska's up 47 36 in the very end of the first half here against cal state fullerton uh for their men's basketball team going on right now and nebraska the basketball team the men's basketball team is bowl eligible before the football team is they got six wins so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's not yeah. great to say, but uh, all right. Well, we will be back next week, uh, probably with an update on these Nebraska basketball teams, both of them. And also we'll talk volleyball seating as well, and then kind of break down some football stuff that happened. We'll break down the big 10 championship game uh, and see if any coaching news breaks with Tony white and just coaching news in general. Uh, but it's been a, it's been a rough season. It sucks. We got to wait uh, another until next fall to talk about Nebraska football again, and who knows what will happen between now and then. So we'll see, but uh, grandpa, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, everybody else out there, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the show, go spread the word. Uh, we're going to be bringing on some, we have more time for guests and stuff now. So we should have some more, a little bit more lighthearted episodes and some more fun content for you guys coming out on the podcast feed. How about the Huskers? So uh, we'll be back next week, as I said, and of course, as always, Go Big Red!